0: Good evening and welcome to another episode of Nigeria politics weekly as usual your regular hosts are myself Nigeria's best and Phoenix agenda and we're joined by two guests today the first is Stephanie Coco on twitter that's her twitter name Uh, Stephanie is a lawyer and public policy and governance consultant based in Nigeria and our second guest is Kennedy, whose Twitter handle is Keon Kando. Uh, Kennedy is a, a specialist NHS nurse working in England. Uh, the big story this week is still NSARS, the NSARS protests across the country. We're in week two, and the protests don't seem to be slowing down. So, firstly, Phoenix. Have you taken part in the protests? Have you done anything to support the protests?
1: Hi everyone. Hi, Nigeria's best. Hi, Stephanie and, um, and Kennedy. Thanks for joining us today. And hello, listeners. Um, for me, I, I mean, I've, I've been mainly an online protester, um, not, not being somewhere where I could really participate uh, in person. Um, as much as I would love to. Uh, hopefully I get that opportunity before this is all over. I don't expect this to end very anytime soon. Um, but, but in line with being an on- online protester, I've made sure that I've um, sent my contributions in, um, particularly um, I'm fired up by, by the fact that we're, we're able to pool resources. So definitely participating in that and looking to do even more of that as, as the time goes on. So, so definitely with, with the guys in Nigeria in spirit and, and making as much noise and, and doing my Sorosoke okay online.
0: So when you, two things, when you firstly, when you say you've, you've donated, what, what have you donated? Money, tweets, or what, what, what exactly have you donated, uh, Phoenix? So I've done
1: tweets and I've also done money
0: yes I, I hope it's uh it's it's substantial money because
1: you know, are yeah, the chief now so <laughs>
0: <laughs> because i i hope as they say in nigeria you've uh, you've you've shaken body and given some uh, some good money but on to the second question uh, you said soro soke okay. i i don't speak yoruba so what does it actually mean because i've i've heard a lot of the protesters online say that sorosoke so what, what does it actually mean
1: I, I love that term and i especially love it when it, when you add the way so when they say sorosoke wearis. so sorosoke means speak up right i mean i mean you're telling someone to i can't hear you speak up that you would normally say to people but but in, in these guys they use it as when they say sorosoke wearis, it's meant to be a, a sarcastic remark like Speak up! I mean, let's let's be sure that you're a part of this. Let's make sure that we're not only hearing your voice um, verbally, but we're hearing your 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 willingness to be a part of it. This is my point. So it's like show your support. That's really that's really the the metaphorical meaning of of Sorosuke in this context.
0: Oh, I see. No, thank you for the uh, for the helpful uh, Yoruba lesson. But I still need to press you on this because I know that uh, both in London and in the Netherlands, there've been protests outside the Nigerian High Commission and embassies in those two locations. So wh- wh- why did you not go to re- register your, your discontent?
1: I've just not, not, not been able to make the time. Not that I don't want to. Uh, I obviously will. At some point in time, I'll find the time to do it. One, uh, just not been able to make the time um, to, to, to join any of the protests. But I expect that this will continue for a while. So yeah, I definitely plan to, to play a part.
0: Okay, now I'll make a note. So by this time next week, I'd like to hear that you've been outside at least an embassy. So, I'll so, ask
1: you the same question. So, so while you're putting me on the spot, I'm asking you the same. Have you been out? Have you, have you, have you raised any placards? I haven't seen any images of you online.
0: And, well, well I've, been, uh, I've been supporting via Twitter. No, on, that's, uh, that's not good enough. On, good. on WhatsApp, I've changed my WhatsApp uh, picture to the, the fist to, to say NSARS. Uh, so I, I will do more. Hopefully, I, I'll. Uh, my, my my main issue is I, I'm not very, uh, at, at the start, I wasn't very comfortable with some of the uh, characters leading the protest in London. So I wasn't sure if they were going to hijack this thing for personal reasons. So I thought I better stay away. But when I saw that Nigerians have taken back the agenda and have pushed out the suspect characters, I'm now more more confident. But anyway, I think I should bring in uh, Stephanie at this point. Uh, Stephanie, have you have you have you been out to protest?
2: Yes, I have I've been out twice to protest um, on Wednesday and yesterday. Looking forward to protesting, making it at least three times next the following week, and then we'll pick up the pace the week after that. You know, so that we can get the message passed across so yeah
0: but I, I understand that because i saw one of from your tweets that you not only went out to protest you also provided is it rice and chicken beef, rice and chicken to this protester so,
2: uh, it was rice and beef to the protesters at beggar on wednesday so yeah that was uh talking to like you know, support the movements basically, and encourage more people to come out and be part of the movement. So yeah.
0: No, that's that's uh fantastic. But you were you were in the crowd. Did did you sense that people were afraid, or what, what was your impression from the people you were interacting with in the crowd?
2: I didn't really interact much. After I shared out the packs of rice, I stood like I stood and then I was observing the um environment. And then the youth they, they were pumped, they were gingered. Let me use the Nigerian lingo, and they were passionate and vehement in their calls and you know demands for ending SARS and ending police brutality, then a lot of people were passing by with um, placards. So um, it was personal to them. Others with just generic messages about ending SARS and how the government has been a failure, basically. Yeah. Were, were, were the
0: numbers as, as high as we were seeing in the pictures? Were there lots of people?
2: Yeah, there were at least 500 people at Vega. But then that was the day that um, TAUS went to uh, disrupt the protest, but they were overpowered. So I'm sensing that the numbers were more, but then because of the security challenges posed by the TAUS, the number reduced. But then there were at least 500 people at the time when I joined them at about 4.30 Wednesday evening.
0: Okay no I um, no I must uh salute your service and sacrifice for not only going out but also providing uh food jollof rice and and beef to the supporters so so thank you thank you for that uh Kennedy I know you're you're not in Nigeria but have you been
3: have you taken part in the protests um yes I I have I've I've been tweeting and um, I haven't had the opportunity to um, um, go out actually to protest. I think um, the one that was organized um, um, last week in uh, London, I couldn't go because I was um, working that day. And the one done tonight, yeah, I couldn't go as well because of um work related stuff, but I'm hoping that when another is um, um scheduled, by God's grace, I'll be able to attend. But aside that, I've been tweeting. I've been I've been tweeting massively, I've been my spare time, I've been on um, social media, I've been on Twitter, even on my WhatsApp, I've been uh, my status, I've been putting in some messages and um trying to um, Within my circle, try to inform people, try to um, ginger them, so to say, about this protest. So well, yeah, online I've been I've been tweeting and I've been following events.
0: Well, what about
3: money? Um, for now, I've not actually contributed, but of course, I would I would try and contribute.
0: Yes. No. I mean. Uh... I, I, I because I, I don't think i am not I'm not sure that Phoenix has also contributed money I know he claims he has but I, I'm very suspicious of uh, phoenix's so-called contributions but uh I too haven't contributed money so I'm just as guilty <laughs> as all of you so uh maybe uh me uh, Kennedy especially we're, we're, maybe we should after this podcast we should put some yes, money in but yes. Yes, yes. it's very it's
3: very important yeah
0: yes sure. but on but also well, a follow-up question, because I, I know you're from uh, Delta State, so you know Ugeli well, because the the protest started because of a killing in Ugeli. So, have you been following the news back home? Uh, are, are, are people angry? Do you think there's momentum in, in Delta State?
3: Yes, there is, I would say there is momentum. You know, the thing is uh, our media media is kind of Media coverage is kind of um, um, skewed, so to say. We rarely hear things that are happening in the in other areas in Nigeria. Um, concerning these protests, of course, I've been following events in Wari. I can tell you today there was a protest in um, in Warri. The uh, popular afro bus was um, was shut down, and there was a massive crowd. Yeah, people are really, people are angry. People, people want, people, they, they are demanding for change and hopefully we'll get that change.
0: Yes, and uh, no, I, I quite agree. But uh, the other question I was going to ask you, I was going to ask everybody, but I'll start with you, is um, one of the things that touched me about the protests, because obviously I know oftentimes they talk about the concept of, of privilege, when I look back, I think I've perhaps been uh, privileged because I'm not going to lie. I've never been harassed by a police officer or army officer in my life. So, for me, reading a lot of the the stories about SARS was a was was truly shocking. I know that the police extort money. I know that they torture, but I did not realise it was on this sort of industrial scale of the kind that they were doing in Nigeria. So for, for me was a, perhaps that's my, my privilege, but it was a huge eye-opener to the to the extent of the problem. So I'm going to ask you, uh, uh, Kennedy, have you ever had any interactions with SARS? Of,
3: of course, of course I have. <laughs> um, I will, I've, had, I've, had, um, I've had many experiences, but um, I'll just when I say many, I, I've seen them um, harassing people. But um, I'll just um highlight three um uh, um uh, personal experiences I've had with SARS. The first was um uh, uh, um okay, that's that was in 2018. From 2018 or 2019, I'm not so sure. No, 2018, sorry. Um, my mom was kidnapped, and after we paid ransom so um decision was made that um uh, my mom would live where um she's staying with my dad, she will come and um, stay with me for the meantime just to um relax and cash her energy and all of that, regain her energy and all of that so on our way from Worry to where I reside. Back then, we are stopped at um, the DSC roundabout in Worry and it was this these guys. They've they were there was they really hold up. They've they they've blocked. You know you know how they behave. So there was traffic. So when he, when we were in the traffic, so when we got to our town, they saw that um um it was my younger brother actually that was driving. So the is a young man. So they just said, park where? Park, park. So we parked. And I was angry because with the experience of my mom being kidnapped, I was the one that talked to the kidnappers. I was the one that went to pay ransom and all all of that. So I I didn't really have any time to be shit chatting with anybody. So I just got down from the car. I went straight to one of them, showed them my ID. And I told them that my mom is not fine. I'm going to the, um, I'm taking out to the hospital. So, they, so the next thing he said was, okay, I, I've heard that. Anything for the boys. I said, ah, bro, nothing for now, but maybe some other time. So he was like, okay, 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 well, yeah, you can go. So that was how we left. And I went back. I'm
2: coming,
3: I'm coming. And I went, I went with my mom and my younger brother. We we went back to my place. So that was my first uh, experience. Now another another one I would like to highlight was in um, I think that was two thousand and sixteen. I had I had a presentation in mori um, So I left that morning. Presentation was nine o'clock. So I was using public transport. So um in in um. In um, Saple, just after the bridge between Saple and Mosoga, we are stopped by in the same SAS operative. In the car, there were students, um, uh, Otefe o- 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 Polytechnic and uh, students. So they, they, they told them to come down, search them, going through their phones. They were just delaying us, and we were, they just We've been stopped for over 20 minutes, and I was just thinking if nothing is done, I might miss my time for my presentation. So I got down from the car and I was speaking with one of them. It was like, "Oh, God, this will not concern you. Go sit down. If you're not feel wait, enter another car. They go where you they go." I was just pissed, but there was nothing I could do. So I left that one and I, I spoke with you know with these people. You need to be friendly. There's no quoting law or anything because they won't even um, answer you. So I tried just being friendly with one of them. So that one that directed me to the guy that was actually in charge. So I went to the guy trying so uh, the guy in charge of the patrol team. So I was talking with him, just trying to, you know, trying to shut him up and get what I want at that moment. So after a while, I was like, ah, leave these students alone. They'll be poor students. they not be Yahweh. I will leave them. So that's how we got in the car and we left. So I was just thinking, I was like, wow. So this is what young people are actually going through. Look at this birthday and uh, uh, robbery, so to say, harassing them for nothing they've done just because they are young. So no, I'm, uh
0: sorry, must uh coach you because of uh time, but uh
3: sorry, let, let me just quickly narrate the last one. Okay, the last okay. one was yeah. the last one was it happened to um, when I was staying in Ogara, so there was this boy that is a Yahoo actually. So there was this SAS guy that in Waway will say, in Pijin, we say uh you open office. he open office for this Yahoo boy head. What that means is he will be collecting like a monthly uh, uh, he's expecting the Yao guy to be giving him a monthly money all the time. And the thing is, from the story, I uh, the story, uh, from the story it was. His demand keeps increasing every month, you understand? He keeps increasing his demand. So the guy, the Yao was like, ah, he cannot. He's like he's the one now doing the Yahoo, and is this SAS guy that is benefiting everything. So he and his guys did not connive and they poured acid on this SAS guy. So it's it was a big it was a big issue that period in Ogara. So that was my third experience. No,
0: so, well, that's really true. That's truly shocking because, and I've heard a lot of these stories about uh, SARS officials actually extorting uh, Yahoo boys or uh, internet cyber fraudsters. So in effect, they are actually facilitating cyber crime because they are forcing these boys to keep doing the crime so that the boys can keep paying them. Because after a while, if you don't pay, they could lock you up or kill you. So that that is quite a a shocking thing taking place. Stephanie, an interesting interesting part of the protests is what is taking place in Lagos. Almost every day, a celebrity or Twitter influencer tries to convince the protesters that they need to pick a leader and that that leader needs to join some panel or committee that the government is setting up so that uh, conversations can take place. But the people keep pushing back and saying, no, there's no leader. If there's going to be any discussions, it has to take place openly. And it's for the government to do the work, not for you to co-opt people. So the question, Stephanie, is why do they keep asking the same questions? Why do they keep wanting to identify a leader? Because
2: it's the Nigerian way you find out that um, over time, you, you find out that um, you have a, dissent, a dissenting group or a group that you know, is unhappy or dissatisfied with something going on in the country. And they come out, they make noise, they do the press runs, they abuse government. And government's modus operandi 99.9% of the time is, we are called, what do you want? Uh, how do you want to do it? And it always, almost always ends up with the person being paid off or the person being, you know, giving a seat at the table, not a seat necessary, maybe a stool at the table to so eat scraps from the table. And then the whole um, activity, activism or advocacy dies down. So government is looking at the end SARS protests with those same lens, but then what they don't know is these are youths that have time. These are youths that have resources. These are youths that are tired of being picked off like sitting ducks in, by rogue policemen. How many others have the IGP and the president given this past 10 days? And how many have been followed? You find videos or even um, stories from you saying, ah, SARS is at this, so so, so 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 junction, you read here now, avoid or be, um, be safe, SARS is here, uh, SARS is going through phones at uh, Billy Warrior Expressway. I thought they had disbanded them. And then you wonder that, that okay, why are there no consequences for this kind of dis- disobedience? The reason the youth, and me included, is saying we don't have any need, that, is, that means because government has not shown good faith in actually wanting to put an end to this thing. Government is just interested in end this protest, may everybody go house. They are not interested in, okay, how do we sort out this thing? This government is not interested in putting themselves through the rigor of making, of giving a permanent and a lasting solution to that. Look at, um, Jimo died 10 days ago. Um, Okay, Jimo died last week, Saturday, sorry, Um, Sunday. The minister of youth, the police on his convoy shot and killed eight people. We have um, protesters were shot in Suleiri. Some people died in Benin yesterday, and the IGP still has his job. The commissioners of police of those states still have their jobs. The DPOs of those stations have their jobs. Somebody, um, some a celebrity's manager suffered cranial injury while in police custody. He wasn't in custody up to 24 hours. Somebody, an Ayuringe guy, he he doesn't speak English, he speaks just Yoruba. And he was arrested by the police. A policeman stepped on his head and crushed his teeth. So this is the, and then the DPO of that station still has his job. The commissioners of police of those states, the IGP himself, still has a job, even after countless orders that SARS has been disbanded, yet these officers are still moving around and going on with impunity. So we see these things happening and then the government on the other hand is saying, "Eh, calm down, we're doing something about it, we're doing something about it. We're tired of the talk. When government shows good faith in their actions as people who are interested in bringing a lasting solution so that Nigerian youth, youth can rest, then we can now start talking about, OK, reforms. OK, come to the table and let's talk about it. But until then, this government is in no position to ask anybody for leaders or to come to any table, to come to any agreement, if they, on their part, are not willing to put themselves through the rigor of bringing a permanent and a lasting solution to the police brutality and SARS brutality facing Nigerian youth.
0: Well, thank you. Uh stephanie from for this because you've touched on the question i was going to ask uh, phoenix uh phoenix stephanie has said the reason why the youth are not keen on producing leaders is because at this stage they don't trust that the government is sincere and she's highlighted the fact that even with all the protests and all the instructions sars is still operating and they're still torturing people and still beating people and still killing people. And then I remember seeing tweets today that over a year ago, the government announced that they've received a report that was going to reform SARS. Before that, there was another announcement, probably I think about a year before that, uh, that there were steps being taken to deal with the SARS problem. And the year before that, there was another, another announcement from the government. So the question, Phoenix, is why do they keep making the same announcements every year but not be able to actually solve the problem? Is it that they don't want to disband SARS or, or what is it?
1: I think it's a, it's, it's a combination of a number of things. I think, firstly, it's that um, there's this lack of accountability, in the sense that, I mean, when you've been rewarded too long for bad behaviour, um, it's easy for you to just stay in that mode and not, not be forced to, to do the right thing. So, like you said, I mean, Nsars, I think if I remember correctly, the first time, I mean, the hashtag went up was in 2016, 2017. So that was halfway through Buhari's first term, right. So there was noise in 2017, there were pronouncements that they would fix it, there were, there were, there were it was disbanded in 2018. We went to the polls, still with the Nsars problem. And Buhari was re-elected, a lot of these governors were re-elected, I mean, I mean the APC retained power. So, I mean, think about it. it's a normal human reaction, right? I mean, you, you make noise, they, 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 they set up panels, they get reports, there's no follow-through, there's nobody holding them to account, there's no massive civil action that penalizes them for not doing the right thing, so they can afford to not to just ignore and that's what they've been doing they don't they don't care because um on the one hand they they have they use stars for their own needs on the other hand they're not personally affected um and there's this also other sense on up until now there used to be this sense that oh it was yahoo boys that suffered the most brunt from from sars which also meant that some Nigerians actually did not join in the outcry, which is also part of the reason why, I mean, they got away with not dealing with the issue for so long because you know how Nigerians can be full moralistic. I mean, they will act as if they're better than other people. Oh, well, okay, I mean, Yaubo is a criminal anyway. So, I mean, the fact that SARS is, is dealing with them people can turn the blind eye until we started to hear more and more stories and the brutality started to hit more and more people. And now it's gotten to a head. And so, so that's on the one side in the sense of them ignoring it and not dealing with On the other side, there's, there's clearly, I keep saying this and I think I've said it in the last two shows, there's a clear lack of capability, um, and capacity to do the right thing. Because, I mean, there have been clear demands that have been made. There have, there have been, I mean, when it, when an IGP comes out and says, I have disbanded SARS. I have, I, have, I mean, this will no longer happen. They're, not, they're supposed to wear their uniforms. They're not supposed to do, do checkpoints anymore. At least you expect that, I mean, for respect's sake, I mean, this is a this is a this is a um, this is supposed to be a disciplined. Um, I don't want to use the word paramilitary, but this is a force, right? So there, there's there's a there's a clear hierarchy, there's a clear culture, there should be a clear culture of discipline. But I mean, the guy made the announcement and the guys in SARS continued doing what they were doing. We saw the guys in Akuzu and Anambra shooting at, clearly shooting at people. I mean, all of the ones that Stephanie has just mentioned. We, we, I mean, Oshobo is there. I mean, so it calls to question the, the, the fact that the IGP has authority over the police. And for me, that's why he has to go. Because if clearly you cannot control your people, then what's your of what use are you there? So it's either he resigns or he's fired. But we also know that Buhari would not, I mean, whether he's, whether he, again, whether he's aware or whether he cares is, is a subject for another discussion, but we've seen over time his failure to bring his own people that he's appointed who have failed to book so you're like you, you keep telling knows, telling us all this story about oh you've acceded to the demands oh people should leave the streets but you have not done anything that shows people that you 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 you're you're able to correct the issue the the number one fundamental thing is at least end SARS and stop all this brutality. But we're still seeing people suffering from this. We're seeing pro- protesters being killed. So how can we trust you that you're going to even do the other things such as reform the police, such as make sure that this never happens again? Who's gonna trust you to do that? So clearly they, 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 they've ignored this for so long because they were not held to account and we did not really you know, ensure there were consequences for not delivering to what the people want and 2 they 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 clearly don't this 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 they've created monsters that they are now unable to cage and and now it remains to be seen what what i mean how long they can keep holding out from solving the problem and and that, and that's why i say to people that we must not get tired i mean you, i mean this is the this is the time because now that we've 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 been able to create a critical mass and make this much noise you just need to keep building the momentum there are countries where I mean in Portland, they've been having issues for, for over a hundred days. There, there are countries where people have been protesting for months on end. We cannot stop until this thing is finally I mean addressed one way or the other. It just has, we, Nigerians just have to make sure that if it takes us 12 months that we continue making that noise. Yes, it's easy for me to say because I'm not in Nigeria, but I mean, I wish I was there. I mean, but, but that is the message that has to go out to everybody that, look, this is not something that is just going to, these guys have never been held to account. And now that we're finally holding them to account, they don't know how to respond in a positive way because they've never thought that way before. So it's going to take while. It's going to be like Pharaoh, you know, they're going to have to go through their ten plagues before they get it and and, and fix the problem. Well,
0: thank you, uh, Phoenix. You've uh... You mentioned this situation is like the Pharaoh of Egypt and the 10 plagues because, yes, it seems to me that they, rather than doing the actual thing that they need to do, they've been trying to do everything else but that. They've sent out emissaries to try to co-opt the young people. They've tried to use money. They've tried to use threats, but they've, they've, they've not set out to do the, the thing they're supposed to do. And, Kennedy, the question is this week the army announced that they are holding an Operation Crocodile Smile, i.e., they are sending military troops across the country to take part in this operation. They claim a lot of it will be focused on the cyber activities of uh, criminals, apparently, who are on social media spreading rumors, as they claim. But it seems to most people that. The deployment of the army is basically to suppress the protesters on the ground as well as target people on social media so the first question is or my question to you is do you think the army's involvement will will help
3: um i don't think i think the army's involvement is not a good idea it's not a good idea in the sense that we all know how the army behaves in Nigeria understand is not a they are not civilian friendly so to say so um, unleashing the army on peaceful protesters people that are demanding their rights people that are demanding for um, things to change people that are demanding an end to brutality unleashing an entity that could potentially bring such brutality to them is not is not good. It's not it's not the moral thing to do. So yeah, I'm not in support of that. The government should, or those in authority, should instead act on what the protest uh, the protesters are saying. We are hearing that SAS has been ended. Yes, okay, you've ended SAS, but That is not actually the end. Let's see justice being done. Going through social medias, there are lots of stories. In fact, last week, uh, Jimo Isiak was killed. Up to now, nobody has been arrested. Um, um, Oxlab, the musician, uh, uh, Oxlab? was his name. His brother that was um, um, arrested and molested—we've all seen the, the video. So far, nobody has been arrested. The guy that died with his hands on his pocket. Up to now, nobody has been arrested. So yeah, you, you, all we are saying is just waste. You've not the, the government, those authority—they've not actually shown any action. And as it is now. Words, words are not enough, because we've been hearing words. Words are not enough. They should actually, they should show action. But my-, do t- my you don't, hello? Yes, but my, my specific
0: question, No, I understand the point you're making, but the specific question is, do you think the army will be effective in putting down the protest?
3: Okay, it depends on your perspective. Yeah, if, if, if you are thinking from the government angle, being effective, well, they might be. They might be able to suppress uh, uh, the movement, but let's see how they what what actions they take. Is it suppressing it through brutality? We we'll have to see if that's what they will do. But for me, I don't think they will be effective because the generation championing this movement, they, are, they were those that, they were born after the military rule, you understand. They don't know what fear is. They didn't experience the uh, the rule of um, Babagida and Abasha. So yeah, if what the army wants to do this time around is, if, if what they intend to do is to introduce their brutality, how brutal they can be to this generation, well, I would say let's see how it goes but for me it won't be effective it won't be effective the world is washing everyone is everyone is looking now you can't just hide things under the rug you can't you can't you you can't do something really bad you can't do something really evil and just sweep it under the rug that nobody will take note everybody is seeing everybody is, the, uh, is following what is going on in nigeria and i hope that the army, the army, they should not um, make themselves to be used as tools by the politicians. They should be assertive. They should also take a stance that no, the country should change because to, today, if, if 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 things are done rightly, even the army themselves they will benefit. They will benefit from uh, from having a good country. Also, the army the army on its own, they are stressed, and they are stretched already. We have an ongoing in, uh, in, 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 in the north, in the north and east. There's, bandage, there, there's ban, bandits uh, uh, ravaging the north, so to say. So you now want to do another uh, the army, they are already stretched. So yeah, the army, I, I think they should not allow themselves to be used as tools by the politicians.
0: No, I, I, what,
3: what was happening now is for the betterment of everybody.
0: No, I I agree, uh, Kennedy, that uh, my my own, I, I agree in principle that the army should not get involved because this is a civilian matter. But secondly, the army <laughs> is overstretched, so they will just be adding to their plate if they decide to get involved in these protests. But my bigger concern is I note that the a psychological barrier has been broken. There used to be a fear of Buhari when he first came to office. People were afraid to talk. People were afraid to protest. But I sense that a barrier has been broken. Nobody's afraid to call out Buhari. Nobody's afraid to hit the streets anymore. And I think if the army comes out, I don't think the army will be enough to intimidate these people. I think... Even if they shoot somebody dead, all it would do is make the crowd even angrier. So I think Buhari is is, is engaging in a huge gamble if he thinks the army will save him. But I suppose uh, at this point I need to bring in uh, Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie, I was gonna ask you uh, about this uh, army involvement or the so-called army involvement in the protest. So, so what happens? They come in, they shoot a few people, is, is, is that going to solve the problem, or is that going to open a bigger uh, Pandora's box?
2: Um, it's going to open a bigger Pandora's box, because like you said, a psychological barrier has been broken, because every day we keep hearing stories about Oh, SARS asked this person's father to swim in a river of dead bodies to look for his son, or SARS raped somebody, or you know, you keep on hearing these horror, hor- horrifying stories, and that gets people mad all over again at the lack of accountability and the lack of justice because these things happened years, maybe 10, 15 years ago, and nobody lost their job. Mostly look at this Apol 6. The person that ordered the shooting of those innocent people is now AIG somewhere. He was prosecuted and sent to jail, but then abracadabra happened somewhere and then he came back and he is now AIG. Where is the sense of justice? So uh, where these people are now, we have nothing to lose. We are literally fighting for our lives because the government has um Shut down their flutter wavelength, They are now trading in bitcoins and finding money elsewhere. Some some will even say vendors will cook on credit. But the protest must go on. So the army, if the army comes, you kill ten people today. Twenty people will replace those ten. You kill fifty today. Hundred will replace. The more, if the army comes, you know, guns blazing and shooting protesters, people who were indifferent about this protest will join in. And like people say, they cannot kill all of us. They don't have enough bullets for all of us. So it's going to be a mess. And it will end in tears, literally, for all of them that feel this, um, this um, co-opting the military into peaceful civilian protest is going to be the way to go. So whoever came up with that idea did not really think it through because I don't see how this ends well for them because, hi, yes, only only one die, one person will die and then after that die what next you kill one person today two people come tomorrow to stand in their place and keep shouting and SARS. you know this government is only interested in they are, they have energy to do every other thing other than giving to these demands why why is this government protecting SARS and the rotten system that is the Nigerian police force what what is it Exactly, because all this energy should have been put into firing the IGP, arresting the DPOs and commissioners of police where they kill protesters, getting those officers detained, investigated, and even arraigned. But no, your own is you detain protesters overnight and then you're hurriedly ar- arraigning them for attempted murder on trumped up charges, really. So the I don't see I don't think the army will make any difference um this time around if they join these because they're not going to flog people you flog people they will still come back so that's like that's pandora is out of pandora's box has been open and good luck getting that genie back into the bottle so i don't but, see how this ends well for them to really. so yes uh,
0: i think you're
2: i'm done
0: i think you're right stephanie my my theory is this is a huge gamble because if the army comes out, shoots a few people, and the crowd goes haywire and refuses to back down, then we're now at risk of Buhari's government itself being toppled by the people. So my advice, if I was advising them, I'd say, well, they need to think carefully about what they're about to do. And I suppose I need to bring in uh, Phoenix at this point. Uh Felix, as Stephanie said, the government seems to be keen to do everything but to give in to the uh, protesters' demands. And from all the commentary on Twitter and the newspapers, it seems one of the reasons why uh, Buhari and his government have adopted what you might call a siege mentality is because they think that there are some underground political actors Involved or behind the scenes pushing the protests. So, from your own objective view, do do you think there are po- politicians uh, pushing or driving the agenda?
1: You know, the first thing I want to respond to is is to the issue of bringing the military in. I, I mean, it, for me, the the, the the phrase that just keeps coming to my head is, you know, this popular saying, whom the gods wish to destroy, they first make mad. For you to think that the right thing to do will be to send the army onto the street at this point in time, you have to be absolutely batshit crazy. And, and Buhari, perhaps, perhaps I mean, Providence wants to make sure that he, he lives in ignominy. That's why he's being pushed to do this. I mean, I, I wait to see how it unfolds. Uh, if, if a soldier kills one single protester, that, that might just be the, the, the matchstick that, that ignites the whole thing. I mean, go, going, going to your point around um, why are they reticent to, uh, or, or are there political actors who are involved in this? I mean, to the extent, as far as I've seen, this has been an organic protest. This has been about the people now, can some political actors be also donating because everybody has been crowdfunded and everybody has just been putting money. I won't put it past people who, I mean, look at it this way. Uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So, of course, there will be political actors who stand to gain from a Buhari government, from an APC government looking bad. So, I mean, if they, if they choose to in the in the background take advantage of a of a of an organic protest and and fuel this by doing some other things. Yes. But from what I have seen and the way it has organically risen and with the actors who have been supporting this and driving the engine of the organization, I don't see I don't see any political involvement from that perspective. Um, this has been an organic protest. This has, it, 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 you see, the, the, the funny thing is for me, it didn't even arise from the normal political cries that we have, right? You know, normally in Nigeria, you see protests around corruption, you see protests around um, um, inflation. Let's say fuel prices go up or, or electricity prices go up, people ch- get on the streets <clears throat> because they want their pay increased or they want a minimum wage. This is not that. People are crying for survival. People are saying that, I mean, the policemen you put on the street are shooting us dead. So if we don't come and protest, they will keep on killing us. So if we protest and you kill us, what's the difference? So this, for me, that that negates the trying to label it as a political thing. Yes, the, the funny thing, and that's where I think the government continues to show its um, its lack of intellectual curiosity that I always, I, I mean, accuse them of. I, I saw one of the videos of the protests where where protesters sent away Showare because he was wearing a Revolution Now t shirt. Does that not tell anybody that people are not interested in political shenanigans? They are interested in you making our country better. In you truly securing lives and giving them the opportunity to live their lives. People are not interested in overthrowing your government or in in insurrection, as one idiot just said recently. Nobody is interested in that. People are interested in having a better police force, a police force that truly serves and protects rather uh, rather than becomes a menace to society, rather than become one that is killing with impunity. That's what people are asking for. So instead of you then hack to that cry in a democracy where people, where you are elected to go and serve people, you then decide that, no, it must be my political enemies that want to come after me. How ridiculous can you be? And, And what even, you know, the other, you know, every time I think about it, I keep looking at the other parts of it and saying to myself, who you are in the second term of your presidency. Try, even think for one moment. Just borrow a brain. Pray to God to even give you some modicum of intelligence and say, this is a, a great opportunity for me to live a legacy. For my name to be remembered. Nobody has any respect for you. Nobody thinks that you are capable of doing anything good. You've been in, you've been you've been head of state before. Nothing good came out of it. You have come back, you've done five years as president. We've had a we've had a recession again. We're in the doldrums. There's unemployment. Everything is negative. But finally, they're handing you something that you can even step forward as a leader and say, "Okay, I mean, let me fix this police problem." What's it going to cost you? You're in your second term. Use the remaining three years to fix the country and walk away with your head held, held high. No, instead, you're worried about about political <laughs> your political enemies. To what end? So for me, it, 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 it just it just it just speaks to the the, the, the the kind of leader that we have and the kind of government that he I mean the people around him and the kind of leaders that we I mean he just and and that's why if, for me it's always been bigger than NSARS but we needed a trigger and that's what this is and 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 and, and that's why we, we, we just can't afford to give up because this country needs this we, we truly need this this proper you know, Awakening and this proper, you know, turning everything inside out and, and truly giving us a country that we can then take forward once we get rid of all these dinosaurs and all these people who have simply no idea of how to,
0: you know, give us a, a positive situation. Uh, oh, no, no. Uh, thank you, Felix. I think uh, you've articulated the point well. In my view is similar to yours. I think I'm in two minds. On the one hand, I can see why people got spontaneously angry because SARS had been in problem building up, but I'm also won't be surprised if there are political elements taking advantage because at the end of the day, governance is politics. Every decision is a political decision. So, when your enemy, your political rival, is on the ropes, it's you. It's your job to knock him out. So, I won't be surprised if there are political actors operating behind the scenes, providing money and finance, but money and uh, logistics. But as I've always said, uh, whether or not your political opponents are behind an issue, if there's a problem, you need to solve it. And in this case, Buhari needs to solve the SARS uh, problem. Uh, Moving on to uh, Kennedy, we're asking our last two questions because of time. Uh, Kennedy, one of the things that have emerged from these protests is some religious figures have become active whilst others seem to have gone quiet. So on the active side, you have uh, Bishop Oyedekwu, and it seems that some Catholic churches have made some noises about ensars. And I know Tunde Bakare has said a few things, but he's not been as vocal as before. So what do you think is going on this time? Do you think the church is going to get, the Nigerian churches are going to get involved in a big way or is this all we're going to see from them? Could you make the response uh, quick as well because of uh, time? Okay,
3: um, hello. Um, I think um, Nigerian churches, whatever the denominations, they are going to um, evolve in a big way relatively. Um, It might not be as big as I personally would have wanted them to be involved, but. And incrementally, we can see over the years that they've been really, they've they've dished this mentality that, and the shush is not of the world politically, so to say, but yeah, they've dished that mentality and they are now getting involved politically. Because they all know we are in the political world. If you isolate yourself, then things will be done to you. And you understand, you 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 will still be diminishing your power. How powerful you can be. So I think the show should be involved more relatively. Now the thing is, I want them to be, to be more direct, as in no rhetorical, you know, no rhetoric, so to say, no beating around the bush. Let them be direct. Let them speak of the ills we are facing. Let them march. Talking in the pulpit is not enough. Let's see you outside. Let's see you holding hands with the with the youth. Let's see you walk your talk. You understand? Doing that, those in authority, those in power, will see that yes, this is not waste of mouth. Let's let's see let's see the action in it as well. So yeah.
0: No no, I I quite agree. Um, that's my. Main concern about Tunde Bakari, because I remember when Jonathan President Jonathan was in power, if if Tunde had an issue with governance, he would say directly, call the president's name, speak clearly. But with uh, Buhari, he seems to be engaging in what what I could only call obfuscation or sophistry. He doesn't ever seem to get to the point. So whilst he might make noises saying he's sympathetic. He does everything he can to avoid holding the president responsible. And I want to see more people holding holding Buhari responsible. In fact, that's one area where I disagree with Phoenix, because Phoenix seems to be saying that the focus is, yes, end SARS. But my, truth be told, my view is, as long as Buhari is president, he cannot solve the SARS problem, because, as we say in law, you cannot give what you don't have. Buhari, I don't think, has the... Uh, competence to solve the problem. So, in my view, if 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 the APC was a serious party, they would have called a meeting and told him, Sir, you need to resign. Let the vice president take over because the vice president can deliver on the agenda. But I don't I don't have faith that Buhari can do the job. So, in my opinion, he needs to resign and hand over to his vice president. Well, on to the final uh, question before we go, which is to uh, Stephanie what are you expecting this week the army is coming out this week but do you think numbers are going to be on the increase or do you think this week is going to there's going to be a slowdown in the protests
2: um i believe well that depends on the government's commitment to ending this thing personally i feel if the government should Okay, we're ready to work with you guys. You say you, uh, you want us to answer. Let's answer. You fire the IGP. You fire, fire and suspend the commissioners of police, fish out the officers involved in the shooting, and then at least arraign them or charge them to court on the charges of murder. Then, and you take all those necessary steps, then we can begin to see a reduction in the protest because government is now acting in good faith. can believe them that they want to dialogue and put an end to this thing but then if governments with the army coming out i expect a rise in the number of protests because people who have been disenchanted with the protest all this while will feel sympathetic and will want to join the cause the government did it with shia and what happened the government did it with ipod and what happened they are still protesting Shiites kept on protesting, even though it was like they had a death wish. They come out, they protest, they get shot, they go back, they come back again, they get shot, they go back. So I don't think, the, the army coming out this week, I only expect the numbers to rise and the people to speak with more vehemence. I even think that a lot of overnight protests and Campaign outside maybe government buildings and establishments will be more this week. If the army is coming out on Tuesday as they released, so yeah, that those are my thoughts on the whole. The government needs to show good faith in their actions, and they are not doing that. So,
0: no, well, thank you, Stephanie. it would be interesting to see if the numbers increase or if they reduce. it would be interesting to see this week how the people respond to the the deployment of the army. But uh, first of all, I must thank all of you for being on the show. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Kennedy. Uh, Thank you, Phoenix, uh, for uh, working on this project alongside myself. Uh, Thank you, our listeners as well, for always being loyal and giving us helpful feedback. But as Phoenix said at the outset, Uh, Please, may we all do our bit to support the NSARS protest. It is a just cause. We're fighting for the, they are fighting, and we're all fighting for the human rights of our brothers and sisters in Nigeria. If you can, please donate money. If you can, please uh, tweet. If you can, please uh, attend the protest in person. But please remember that this is about all of us, a future in Nigeria, where human rights are respected. But until same time next week, I say have a fantastic
3: seven days. Thank you. Bye, Bye listeners.
2: Thank, Thank you. Goodbye.
1: Thanks Nigeria's West and thanks Stefan and Kennedy for joining us. Thank you listeners. Um,
2: keep, keep sending in your comments. Have a great week ahead. Bye everyone.